Welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920 The Answer. In this segment, does it make sense as a home seller to have a pre-listing floor plan to more accurately represent the square footage of your home? In days like today where appreciation is so rapid, how do appraisers even keep up with the rising sales prices? Does a lack of inventory also mean a lack of comparable sales from an appraisal standpoint and federal government is trying to save us money by saying desktop appraisals are the same as having a real appraiser. A real appraiser, take a look at your property. We've got these subjects and more in this segment. Remember, we want to communicate with you. We want to connect with you. Go to gogaddisradio.com. That's G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. And you can subscribe to our podcast. We're available on all major podcasting platforms. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome back a special guest that we haven't had on for quite some time, Scott Murphy, who is the CEO and the um, number one, a number one appraiser with DS Murphy and Associates in North Atlanta, although I know you do business all over Atlanta. Welcome, Scott. Well, uh, it's great to be with you again, Cleve. I always enjoy chatting with you and um, giving some more information to your audience. Well, you have so, you 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 are like I mean you're 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 a, you're an expert in the appraisal industry in the state of Georgia. I'm sure, just like me, you're learning all the time. But you have such a a rich history uh, in appraisals. Let's just jump right into the first subject, if you don't mind. Um, I, I'm going to set it up just a second, and that is, if you look for the tax records in anywhere in metro atlanta for it to give you accurate square footage my guess is you're going to be looking a long time to actually get the right square footage i will tell you it's been a long time since i've even seen one that is actually correct and so as you in in real estate real estate agents in georgia typically don't don't go measure properties for square footage appraisers do that in the state of georgia to make sure that they're they're accurate i think there is a source where a, a homeowner or a an agent can actually tell the square footage but the question is is it beneficial for home sellers to do a pre-listing floor plan have somebody come out do a floor plan of the house uh, get the correct square footage is that beneficial in today's market from a listing standpoint Absolutely. The number one factor in valuation generally in most situations is the size of the home. And as you said, you're completely you're completely right. Tax records are notoriously incorrect. What right. they generally report is gross building area rather than gross living area. Gross building area includes basement, garages, porches, all kinds of other things that the tax assessor is trying to include in their valuation and they have no other way to do it. But when we're looking at it from a valuation standpoint, as an appraiser, uh, we look at the true gross living area and separate that out from the basement space. So, so interestingly, if if you let's say you were paying $150 a square foot for above grade finished square feet, I'm not saying that's the right number or the wrong number, but if they had included some basement square footage in there. <laughs> You, you might also be paying $150 a square foot for the square feet in the basement that might not be finished. So if somebody doesn't understand as a as a home buyer uh, or, or a home seller what they're selling or a home buyer what they're buying, it is possible that a buyer could overpay. Yeah, it, it absolutely can happen. And I see all too often agents uh, misrepresenting properties, sometimes uh, way too low. They're not, they don't have the correct uh, square footage because they're getting it from one of these erroneous sources. So 
let us come out, do a measurement for you, give you the true sketch that you can then um, advertise the correct square footage. So I never thought about that. So a uh, tax record shows a home 2,800 square feet. The reality is an appraiser comes out, maybe from D.S. Murphy, hopefully, and measures at 3,200 square feet. That 3,200 square feet is worth more money than 2,800 square feet. So if you are a home seller and you're not sure about the square footage of your home, what does it cost to have somebody come out and do like a square footage measurement for, for and a floor plan? A typical home we can do for just $150 to measure that out, and we'll give it back to you within 24 to 48 hours hours sometimes we can do it right on the spot wow and so I, if i were to recommend something to home sellers in metro atlanta because the home the homes are sometimes they're represented as too big in the tax service but many times they're represented as too small in the tax service and even when buyers are looking if you've said your house is 2800 square foot but it's actually 3200 you know you need to let buyers know that because you might have people looking for a bigger home scott if somebody wanted to reach you uh to do one of these pre-listing floor plan square footage deals how would they how would they reach you our company is dsmurphy.com, and we are, um, you know, www.dsmurphy.com. And you can actually book one of those online. You can put in your information. You can pay for it with a credit card right online. Am I correct? You can do that. Yes, you can. Perfect. Perfect. So for all of our listeners, and if you've just joined us, you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920 The Answer. I'm Cleve Gaddis, host of this show. And I'm joined on the line by Scott Murphy, who's the CEO of DS Murphy and Associates, an appraisal company. Also, I believe doing some home inspections, if I remember correctly. Uh, we so do, if, yes. if we somebody if somebody wants a home inspection and they want to do it from somebody who's detailed enough to be in the appraisal business, maybe they should reach out to DS Murphy uh, and Associates. Everybody who listens to the show regularly knows that home values month over month this year versus last year they're still staying at about an 18 percent increase. I don't know if you're seeing the same numbers. Scott, but when you get uh, homes that are appreciating this quickly, uh, what problems does that cause for appraisers? Because I know sometimes you might have a hard time keeping up with values, keeping up with what a buyer would be willing to pay. Exactly. Um, you know, I have this analogy of me uh, me racing a horse next to another guy who's speeding along, and I'm sitting on the horse backwards because I've got to look at the market, everything that's happened in the past, and they're racing ahead uh, representing the market. It's just an insane market right now. And um, you know, we do the very best we can to try to calculate the rate of appreciation in that given area, but there's no real website to go to or, or true database. So uh, it's based on the sales. And right now the volume of sales is so low, it, it causes yet another problem. Oh, wow. So, so it, it's, that's such interesting. And I don't think most people uh, who are listening would know that, but as an appraiser, you are, I think, governed by the regulations of the state of Georgia to get comps in a very specific way. And you're not supposed to borrow comps from the future, saying we think this is going to happen in the future. You're supposed to go get all your comps from the past. So in today's world, it is possible that if you priced a home based on sales in the last 90 days, that it might be 5 or 6 or 7% lower than it would be in the next 90 days. Um, how, how does an appraiser make adjustments in that situation? How do they try to understand if something sold in October, if it sold in April, it would have sold for this much more? Yeah, and you know that kind of presumes, too, that it's a linear progression, and it isn't. It, it, oh. it spikes at certain times, which is challenging. Yeah. But we look back at the um, the data that we have for sales of comparable properties in that area, 
and we calculate that rate of uh, appreciation as it's happened in the past. Yep. Then we look at any properties that are currently under contract. We get their sales price from from very cooperative agents like you and your agents who will who will work with us. Yep. We then make all the same adjustments for our comparables. Those new pending sales now show us exactly what the market is today. It really uh -huh. helps us get right up to today's value. Oh, that's so interesting. I was talking to a fellow agent the other day, a broker, and he says they look at the average sales price of the comps that sold in the last six months, in their case, not just 90 days. And then they look at the average sales price of everything flowing through the system that matches that. And it gives them an idea of how much uh, additional value there is. And it sounds like you're doing the same thing, a little more sophisticated way, but you're doing the same thing, meaning you're adjusting down to the exact square footage. So it is such an interesting thing. So when you have less sales flowing through the system, when you have less closings flowing through the system, um, how does that affect your ability to find comparables? And then like, what, what process are you following? What rules are you following in terms of trying to gather the right comparables for a specific property? And for those who might not understand what a comparable property is, it is finding properties that probably share a geographic area or a similar structure, meaning with basements or without basements or something like that. So you're trying to find sales that you can adjust that property to say, if it had everything my property has or doesn't have, here's what it would be worth. So that's the process of finding comparable. So how do you do that? That's a that's a great explanation because there may be 20 sales in a given area, but maybe only three or four of them are truly comparable. Right. So we need to focus on the ones that are actually comparable. What would be a substitute property that a typical buyer would have considered if they were looking at the subject property? So when we have a drop in the, the volume of sales as we have now, in a normal market, that might not be so bad because I could go back a little bit further, get other comps that sold in the neighborhood that are maybe five or six months old, but not in today's market. So it's kind of a catch 22. We're getting squeezed on both ends. I can't go back in time. I don't really want to go out in distance. That's my only other option. Now I'm going to a, a neighborhood that might be as not as comparable. So, and then you just have, you just have to do the best you can to make the adjustments. We've got about a minute and a half left in the segment. The federal government is trying to streamline, and this is, this is Cleve's uh, version of it, trying to streamline the mortgage process and it almost seems to me like they don't think having an appraisal is even relevant in some cases, which I don't understand that at all, because I would love for somebody to give me an independent opinion of what I'm paying for something. But they have approved what are called desktop appraisals. What is a desktop appraisal? And in, in, in your opinion, is it a good thing or a bad thing? And do you think they're here to stay? Well, um, Fannie Mae says they're here to stay, but I don't know how, how widely they're going to be used. They launched here at the beginning of April, and I think there's only a small volume of lenders uh, and loans that are actually utilizing them. Okay. The problem is you, you, um, the appraiser that's doing it has not visited the property. They're being given data by a, a, a technology device. Um, somebody goes out and, and does a digital measuring with these, with these probes to try to estimate the square footage of the home. Those are not very accurate. We're right. seeing at least a five to 10% variance. And then the appraiser never actually puts eyes on the property, doesn't drive around the neighborhood. 
it's it's really a poor appraisal. Interesting. And it sounds like they're here to stay. So as a borrower, I would assume you probably have the right to request a real appraisal. Scott, thank you for always agreeing to come back and be a guest on the show. Uh, we're going to have you back hopefully in the next couple of weeks or the next couple of months for sure. We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, what festivals are coming up in Atlanta area this spring and summer? And then what basis, what is the basis that you use for rental property depreciation? And what is the capital gain exclusion when selling it later? Or is there one? And then what's happening with the rising cost in home construction materials? We've got those subjects and more. We'll be back. <music> 